Have you ever wondered who St. George is? Well, stick around because we're about to find out everything you wanted to know about this powerful saint. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast, and welcome back for another episode. Today, we're going to be looking at St. George and the Dragon. His feast day is celebrated on the 23rd of April, which this year falls on the second Sunday of Easter. But first, I want to extend my thanks to all of you who listen to the podcast, especially those of you who are praying the rosary daily. The links for the daily rosary are in the show notes. And please share this podcast with your family and friends. Remember, Pope St. Pius X once said that if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. If you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes, please hit the like button and leave a comment to show your support. It's the engagement that helps the podcast grow and succeed. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to me via email at latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, if you would like to support the podcast further, consider becoming a subscriber on my Patreon page. There are three tiers available to choose from. However, you can select a custom option with a minimum monthly donation of only $1 to $2. You can help me continue to create meaningful content for you. And before we end today's episode, we will pray for our wonderful patrons, their families, and their intentions. So thanks again for tuning in, and let's dive into today's episode. Many people have heard of this great saint, St. George, and the legend of him battling the dragon. He is a venerated saint within the Catholic Church with an unclear and very vague history. His cults began in Palestine, and the 4th century churches attest to his veneration in the Middle East. According to the Golden Legend, he was a knight in Cappadocia, Turkey. He fought and slayed a dragon that was terrorizing a city called Silene in Libya. Apparently, the dragon's breath poisoned the city's people and their livestock, and so they had to give him two sheep a day to keep him from harming them. Eventually, the sheep ran out, and the city resorted to offering a person and a sheep. The king's daughter eventually was chosen by the lottery, and the king tried his very best to offer his wealth to save her, but the people refused. Eventually, St. George arrives on the scene. He learns of the situation and promises to save the daughter in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to defeat the dragon and to bind it with the daughter's girdle, leading it back to the city. When the people see this, they are converted to Christianity, and eventually St. George slays the dragon. He was later martyred by beheading in Palestine, and his tomb is in Lod or Lydda. If you're interested in reading about this tale, probably the best depiction of it is by Blessed Jacobus de Varenne. I want to tell you a bit about Blessed Jacobus de Varenne. He was an Italian chronicler and Archbishop of Genoa. He was the author, or more accurately, the compiler of this golden legend, a collection of legendary lives of the greater saints of the medieval church, and this collection is known as one of the most popular religious works of the Middle Ages. He was beatified on the 11th of May, 1816 in Genoa by Pope Pius VII, and his feast is the 13th of July. 
After this episode is recorded, I plan to record Blessed Jacobus de Verein's telling of St. George and his battle with the dragon and let that auto-release this Sunday in honor of the Feast of St. George. Now, because of this fantastical tale of the dragon, St. George is almost always depicted in art slaying this monster. What this dragon was, whether it was a literal beast or whether it was just simply a metaphor for sin, we don't actually know. But his reputation for valor has made St. George a favorite for warriors. His intercession has been attributed as the proximate cause of many Christian victories in battle. For example, in 1096, King Pedro I of Aragon attributed to St. George his victory at the Battle of Alcaraz, when the king retook the city of Huesca. St. George was also seen helping the Franks at the Battle of Antioch in 1098, and the Crusaders rallied under his banner, among them, of course, the brave Richard the Lionheart, who had a vision of St. George who promised him victory during his battles of the Third Crusade. There's even an old French battle song begging St. George for his intercession. St. George's symbol is a great red cross, and it became part of the uniforms of soldiers and sailors in England in the 14th century, and he's also the patron saint of the Order of the Garter, established in 1348 by King Edward III. The Order of the Garter is a chivalric order whose members, and at that time I think there was only 24, they were appointed solely by the British monarch. St. George is also one of the 14 holy helpers invoked during the Black Plague that devastated Europe in the 14th century. There are many customs around St. George, but probably the most notable is the Novena to St. George, which actually started on the 14th of April and it ends on April 22nd, the eve of the feast. But regardless, the prayers that are said during the Novena are really good prayers to say for the day, and so I'm going to read to you now one of the prayers from the Novena that is just a short-form, great prayer to say on his feast day. And it goes as such. Faithful servant of God and invincible martyr, Saint George, favored by God with the gift of faith and inflamed with an ardent love of Christ, thou didst fight valiantly against the dragon of pride, falsehood, and deceit. Neither pain nor torture, nor sword nor death, could part thee from the love of Christ. I firmly implore thee for the sake of this love to help me by thy intercession to overcome the temptations that surround me and to bear bravely the trials that oppress me so that I may patiently carry the cross which is placed upon me and let neither distress nor difficulties separate me from the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Valiant champion of the faith, assist me in the combat against evil that I may win the crown promised to them that persevere unto the end. Amen. St. George is also the patron of the once wonderful institution of scouting, also known as Scouts, which was begun in 1908 by Robert Baden-Powell, a lieutenant general in the British Army. The scouting laws are laws that everybody should honor, and they can be summarized with a sentence— a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Unfortunately, 
the Scouts have become a program infiltrated by many who would destroy the family and who have absolutely no moral compass or loyalty to our Lord Jesus Christ. In an effort to combat this, there was a Catholic apostolate group that was formed in 2013 by author and professor Dr. Taylor Marshall, and that organization is called the Troops of St. George, a fraternal Catholic non-profit apostolate. Their mission statement reads as such, The Troops of St. George apostolate aims to use the outdoors as our canvas and the sacraments as our path to light the way for the formation of holy Catholic men and boys. Whether called to the vocation of the priesthood, the religious life, or that of holy fatherhood, our fathers and sons will take a prayerful pilgrimage together to fulfill Christ's desire for them to grow in virtue and in their holy Catholic faith as they journey toward heaven. St. George, Ora Pro Nobis. Over the last three years, I have been very blessed to be part and to lead for a short time the Troops of St. George chapter in Canada, the only one in Canada. And there's a few things about the troops that I absolutely love. Their slogan and motto, Virtus Honor Fraternitas, which is virtue and honor and the brotherhood, as well as the troops salute, which is Parati Semper, which means always be prepared. There is no more fitting battle cry for us lay people who are experiencing an attack on all that is good and all that is holy, an attack on the family. And we need to look to these iconic, virtuous, holy men and women, people like St. George. We need to hold them up as examples to ourselves, to our children. We need to emulate their virtues, their bravery, their determination so that in the face of all of this evil, we do as they did. We place our trust in our Lord Jesus Christ, for by his cross and his death and his resurrection, he has crushed the head of the dragon. And he calls us to take up our cross and to do likewise, to follow the master. And this is very encouraging, especially to us who live in a very discouraging time. Never feel sorry for raising dragon slayers in a time where there are actual dragons. For only saints can free a world enslaved by sin. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode, although it was short, and I'd like to finish by praying for all of our Patreon members, for their family members and their intentions. So please join me now. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut in principio et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So until our next episode, may God love you and Our Lady keep you. 
and may St. George pray for us and protect us.